boys are indeed back. Welcome to Round the Rink, Week Nine, Episode Nine. I am your host Wesley Minky. Cross me in the studio today. I got producer Timmy. What up, boys? As you all know, all these podcasts under the Bench Press Media family are brought to you by Max Meals and more. Max Meals, we love Max. Max Meyer, great friend of ours, and his charity. Tim, tell us a little about that charity. Uh, Max's Meals, great people, helping out families who are in the hospital long-term. Absolutely wonderful charity. And also, we got ourselves a new sponsorship yeah. here at Old Bench Press Media. Yeah, it's uh, good old uh, Never Rest. Never Rest. Yeah. Use promo code the Bench Press at checkout for free shipping. Oh, yeah, big time. Foam rollers, portable foam rollers to help all our athletes stay nice and fresh in all their sports. And here at Bench Press Media, we never rest. Never rest. All right, let's get right back into round the ring here. Um, today, the Jackets will play in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. They'll be taking on the Calgary Flames. Jackets are hot. Jackets are 3-0 out of the All-Star break. Five out of the last six have been wins. Their one loss coming to the Florida Panthers. Tim, Jackets hot out of the break seems unusual. Um, they're they're a second half of the year team usually. They are so, which is isn't unusual this, but the fact that they actually have strung three wins in a row together is scary because I think that means that we're going to go on a six game losing streak. Yeah, we're we're very due for uh, a cold stretch, some would say. But like we said, Jackets hot out of the break. They found a resurgent year from Boone Jenner, a resurgent second half so far from Elvis Merzlikens, and a turnaround second half. For Patrick Line. Jackets are getting hot at the right time, though. Jackets have won three straight, five out of their last six. It's weird and almost unbelievable to say this from now where we're at, but the Jackets are making a legit push for the eight spot or even seven spot in the Eastern Conference playoffs right now. There's a lot of hockey left to be played, but the Jackets have a chance and uh, they're putting themselves in a good spot right now. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be interesting once when the deadline comes around what they're going to do. Are they going to be buyers, sellers? We'll see, obviously. Got, still got some time. I mean, if they're continuing this form out of the break where they're stringing a couple wins together and winning five out of six consistently, would not shock me to see them be buyers. Yeah. But if the first half of the season, Jackets come back where they <laughs> go on bad losing streaks, lose games at home they shouldn't be losing. Wouldn't shock me to see him sell. I don't know who exactly we'd be selling on just because you really never know what the Jackets management is thinking, but would not shock me at all. Yeah, I feel like the biggest part of that is Patrick Laine right now. He's the Jackets' prized uh, piece that teams want. He's the Jackets' guy right now. He's got seven goals in the last four games. He's got six points in the last three. He earned NHL's second star of the week this week, folks. The The big question right now is going to be line A. Is it a trade? Is it a signing? Or is it an extension for the Jackets sniping winger right now? If I'm Yarmo, my, off, my offering to him would be give him as much money as he wants for as long as we can have him because he's still 23, I think, 24 maybe. He's a young guy. He hasn't even touched his potential yet. Um, and I'm under the impression that even though 
Line A, you can offer him a gigantic, you can get a gigantic return from him at the deadline. There's no guarantee he's going to re-sign. And by taking that chance, I think the offensive explosion we've seen is only going to get bigger because he's not only playing for the Jackets, but he's playing for a price tag at the end of the year. And I love that kind of idea is you're pay- playing for what you want to be paid. And I think Line A, when he plays that way, and with this new mentality he has where he's going to just shoot and shoot and shoot, and he's got a guy like Jake Voracek setting him up, especially on the power play, I think he's a really, really dangerous player. I agree. Uh, the Jackets absolutely, I think, is essential to get an extension done with him. Trading line A just seems so like such a bad faith move with the fans because you make this big, splashy move to trade for Patrick line A. Keeping him for a year to just turn around and trade him again just seems like a bad faith move with the fans. The fans love line A. Everyone loves having a shooter like that. And I just think that it's essential for the Jackets to extend him because guess what? This is his first year playing under Brad Larson. So it's not like him in this system is going to get any worse. He's only going to get better. The more familiar he is with that, with this new style of coaching, the better that Line A and the rest of the team is going to be. Especially, it's very attractive to be playing with a guy like Jake Voracek. Like, there is prob- there's not too many better guys to set you up just for you to just be chucking pucks at the net like Jake Voracek. Yeah, uh, that's the thing, too, is you play with a guy like Voracek, but he's not only playing with that, he's playing with other guys that he can pass the puck off to to give him time, to give him space. Power play, he's only gotten better this past year, um, getting more involved in that system. But I still think the Jackets got to find a way to, I guess, make him feel like he is a bigger part of this team than he really is right now um, in order for him to want to come back. Because I think that's the biggest factor with him is where he wants to be. And if he wants to be in Columbus, I think that's a huge factor in his decision. I think you can draw a lot of talent around him too. Guys want to play with a guy that shoots like him. He's got a little bit of Ovechkin in him. That setting up on that left corner yeah, on the power play, just sitting there waiting for it, stick up high. I like the idea of Line A coming back. I like the idea of the Jackets kind of pushing with what they got, pushing with the youth they have, trying to get more out of it. But let's talk about a guy that just got traded, Tim. Uh, we're going to see him tonight. In the, well, this comes out tomorrow, but we're going to see him tonight, Tuesday night, uh, in Calgary. And that's Tyler Toffoli. Um, I'd say a little bit of a surprise move uh, on most sides with Toffoli being traded to Calgary. Montreal didn't get that great of a return for him, I can be honest with you. Um, they traded Tyler Toffoli for Tyler Pitlick, Emil Heineman, a 2022 first-rounder and a 2023 fifth-rounder, which I guess the first-rounder does help a lot considering where Calgary's at right now. It's going to be a low first-round pick. Yeah, it's top 10 protected. So Yeah, so it's, it's likely so going to be a low one, um, yeah. probably somewhere in the 22-23 range is my assumption. Yeah, unless – I mean, who – I mean, who, yeah, I was going to say, who knows? You – with a trade like this, they're definitely primed to think yeah. that they're about to go on a run. I mean, the issue is, though, now all of a sudden, got to rebuild chemistry. Yeah. That front line is going to have to rebuild chemistry, figure everything out. I mean, Calgary, I think, definitely can go on a run. It's just, are is it more of a move setting them up for next year? Or is, right. it, or is it a move setting them up for this year? I think next year, it's definitely making them super dangerous. This year, we just got to see... How the chemistry and all the and this uh, the change of everything yeah. is going to be on Toffoli. Yeah, a lot of players from uh, Montreal were saying 
Tyler Toffoli was the captain without the captain's patch in Montreal, and that's a big that's a big statement from those guys. Playing with a guy like that, he's a great, great shooter. Calgary GM Brad Treveling, he's going all in with his move. He said he thinks Toffoli is a Stanley Cup. Well, he is a Stanley Cup winner. He won a cup in 2014, I believe, with the Kings. Uh, he's a top six forward in the league. He's a proven scorer. He can touch every part of the game from five-on-five, five, power play, penalty kill. With his pedigree, he's going to be a great addition to the team. I, I think that's a great idea to bring him in for those reasons. Um, I personally love the move out of the Flames going all in, putting all your chips on the table. We just saw that panned out in the NFL world with the Rams. I mean, they have the West right now decently within their reach. They're second in the Pacific behind only Vegas. Why not add a guy like Toffoli in Vegas? Is, I don't really know yet. Um, yeah, we'll talk about yeah, that we'll later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But Toffoli, who can play right now, he's a great player. Uh, he's played in Daryl Sutter's system. He won a cup with Daryl Sutter with the Kings. Um, he was there for five years. He, like I said, he makes his debut tonight uh, at Scotiabank Saddle Dome against the Jackets. Um, but I, I, I weirdly liked what he said about the Montreal Canadiens uh, when he first got there. He said, and I quote, I was born to be a hab, and now I am one. Uh, he's no longer one, which is just no. a weird dynamic. You bring a guy that wants to be there. Uh, Montreal stunk this year, but, I mean, it's just – I yeah. don't know if I agree with that, that kind of move. Yeah, I don't know either. You got to think. I mean, Calgary is a point of within Vegas. So they're definitely, the Pacific's definitely in, yeah. in reach. I just don't know if they're a Stanley Cup winning team right now. Right. So they got, they sure got the backstop in uh, uh, Jacob Markstrom. He's played well absolutely. this year. They got good pieces around uh, to Foley now. With guys like the Chuck, they got a uh, guy yeah. like, um, oh, oh, why am I blanking? Johnny Gaudreau, um, just great players. Andrew Mangiapane can shoot the puck unbelievably well. So they got scores around them. They can make a move with it. He gives them another line of scoring. I like the move by Calgary. I don't like the move from Montreal. Yeah, giving I, up on your best player without an unbelievable return. Yeah, I felt like, I felt like there was an, if they were going to deal to Foley, I feel like it's one of those things where – no one really knew he was available. Kind of like yeah. Tyrese Halliburton in the NBA, where it's like no yeah. one really knew Toffoli was available. And if they did, they were probably willing to give up a lot more than Calgary did. So, yeah. I, I mean, like I, it's hard for me to imagine a team wouldn't give up a lot more for Toffoli. Yeah. Especially a team who is like going all in for this year. Yeah. So, I don't know. There were. Montreal's just in a they're in a tough spot. I mean, now. they got a like I said, they got a first rounder back. They got Emil Heineman, who's a pretty good prospect. Pitlick can play now, but Pitlick's not going to be a top six forward. No, either, yeah. And, gonna, and what what real value does a twenty twenty three fifth rounder bring you? Nothing. So, I mean, so why like it just seems like it's a baffling move. Yeah. I don't understand it from Montreal's perspective. Yeah. Unless Toffoli like and he even said, I was born to be a hap. I love that. Yeah. Unless he was voicing his displeasure with his position in Montreal to management, I don't really know where this is coming from all of a sudden, why they're selling now. I feel like they just could have gotten a lot more even if they waited and let him let it be known that he was available to be had. Yeah. It just it's, seems it's weird. It's such a it's a Montreal is just not in a good spot. I don't see them ever coming back into the yeah. playoff picture for the, in the next five years now. I, a low 20s first-round pick is not going to really do much for them on a roster that's already just top to bottom, one of the worst in the NHL. So, Yeah, I mean, 
And the move makes a lot of sense for Calgary. He, Absolutely. He, he roomed with uh, forward Sean Monaghan um, in Ottawa when they played on the, on the Ontario Hockey League. Um, he's already played with forwards Trevor Lewis, Milan Lucic, and Brad Richardson during his time with the Kings from 2012 to 2020. And, I mean, Markstrom and defenseman, he, or Markstrom and uh, Tanev, Chris Tanev, he played with them um, for the end of 2019-2020 season in Vancouver. So there's chemistry um, on, the, on, on Calgary's part. And Daryl Sutter, the head coach in Calgary, said experience is one thing. Winning experience is a totally different one. Totally different. Um, so Sutter obviously loves the move, getting a guy he had back. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. The deal was really low, 4.25 AAV on um, to Foley. So the contract's not a ton. It was easy to take in. A guy we talked a lot about in last episode we see moving was Phil Kessel. Yeah. Like kind of the same impact here, like a score, quick scoring punch, good game. Not a lot of contract on him, so a, an easy deal to come by. I think Calgary makes the right move. I'm interested to see what move maybe a central team would make. So yeah. maybe like this, we talked about the Stars a little bit um, outside of the, the podcast studio tonight, but the Stars maybe make a push. They're on a good little hot run. Maybe they make a push to get somebody. Um, it's going to be interesting, to be honest. With you. I'm, I'm really interested to yeah, see what they do. Every day we get closer to the trade deadline, it seems like there's going to be just more and more things coming yeah. out. More and more. Every day it gets a little bit closer to who's a buyer and who's a seller. Yeah. So, And once those lines are drawn, that's when it's really going to get interesting. Yeah, so we're going to talk about a guy who's now, like we said, Vegas. Uh, interesting situation, to say the least. Jack Eichel, he's cleared to play. He's able to play. And uh, this morning... Mark Stone gets moved to long-term IR. That's $9.5 million in cap space and a cap hit. They open up. $10 million is with a breeze now to get Jack Heichel in. Um, they got $5 million to play with if they want to bring in another guy before they get Mark Stone back. But I don't see Mark Stone being gone for a long time, and that's why I'm very surprised, Tim, with the long-term IR move. It's your captain. It's a guy who's battling so-called back issues right now. They don't know what it is. Um General Manager for Vegas, Kelly McCrimmon, said, it's clearly not in a place where it needs to be for him to be successful. It's not in a place where it needs to be for our team. He's our captain. The man wears his heart on his sleeve every time he puts on our uniform. He will be missed, but I genuinely believe we are doing the right thing with him. I don't know if moving him to long-term IR and keeping him off the roster for an extended period of time is the right move. Tim, what are your thoughts? I mean, it seems like if you're Vegas, you are first in your division right now you are competing i would say they're like they're a stanley cup contender absolutely oh yeah, oh, yeah. you're putting mark stone who i love happen to love by the way love yeah. mark stone on long-term ir your captain your guy and you're bringing in jack eichel who hasn't played a game of hockey in almost a calendar March year. March seventh, twenty twenty one was his last game for the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, so as a almost, two, yeah, we're in twenty twenty two, right? Yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah, so almost a full year. Yeah, almost a full year off competitive ice. Yeah, I don't see how that makes much sense, and because Mark Stone, let's say he only needs two weeks to rehab his back, he's on the hook to be on the IR. I think. I think we said two months is the it's long. Somewhere around there, yeah. It's, I want to say like eight, it's like eight weeks, six to yeah. eight weeks probably yeah. is going to be long term IR. Six to eight weeks, we're getting it's playoff hockey, and yeah. if all of a sudden you've got Jack Eichel who has not played a game in a year, is not going to be probably even on your first line for the first 
two or three weeks of him playing hockey because he just has to remember what it's like to be out there. I have no idea what Vegas is thinking. I love Jack Eichel. He's a very, very good hockey player. It's they, It just seemed like they were content earlier in the year to leave Eichel off the roster this year, let him get 100%, 100%, and come in next year. Because Vegas had a really good thing going, and all, I'm very worried they might have just screwed it up. Yeah. Uh, a couple quotes I'm going to read you here, Tim. Um, Eichel says this in a press conference a couple days ago. I've always kind of had the date circle for a while, so I just kind of had to go through all the protocols. Obviously, as a process, so you want everything to go pretty smoothly. I just feel like we're at that point now where I'm ready to play. You can practice as much as you want. Obviously, the game is different. I just want to get back in there and start getting my confidence back playing games. Another quote from Peter DeBoer, Vegas' head coach. Um, he said, I think he's excited. Our group is excited. Unfortunately, we don't have our whole group together with Mark going out, but I think this has been a long time coming for him personally. For us, not as long because obviously just as the trade day to now, but we're excited, and I think when you see him in practice over the last three weeks, you see the potential he can add to our group, and that's exciting. It's interesting because Bill Foley, the owner of Vegas, said he was watching him from a balcony with McCrimmon, their GM, uh, and president of hockey operations, George McPhee, and they said that they watched Eichel in warm-up skate well, told Peter DeBoer to maybe bump him up a little bit, and then next practice, DeBoer had him skating on the top line with Max Pacioretty and Evgeny Dodonov for the first time all season. So in my opinion, that means he's skating first line Wednesday, tomorrow night in his debut against the Colorado Avalanche. And I think that is a bold, bold, risky play. I agree. It's I think it's too risky. There's Obviously, I get a little trial by fire, throw him in, just see what happens on first line. Like, is he going to be conditioned for first line minutes? Is he going to be ready to go out there and play first line minutes? I don't know. Yeah. And but you know what? He's now he's your best hockey player now that Mark Stone is hurt. So you kind of have to ride Jack Eichel as far as he's going to take you because you're not going to see your captain out there for a couple weeks at yeah. least. So you, it just seems weird. Why wouldn't they have, if if these back problems were an issue? Yeah, you could have put him on IR during the All Star break. Give him more time. Give yeah. him more time to come back. I get that the All Star game was in Vegas. You, you prob like obviously you want to have your guys out there, yeah. but it seems like they're kind of all of a sudden the door is very is wide open for yeah. Calgary, yeah. wide open. Uh, Eichel also, I'll get one more quote in here. Eichel also said, "I think you consider yourself one of the better players in our league, and you just kind of want to get back to that." Eichel says, "I feel like prior to the injury and last season, I was starting to establish myself where I wanted to be." Obviously, you kind of have been derailed with a little bit of injuries, but I just want to go back to where my game was and hopefully take it to the next level. That's it more than anything to me, Eichel says. Um, he's looking to play for the first time really with a dominant goal scorer in Max Pacioretty, six-time 30-goal scorer, uh, who only has 23 points right now in 21 games this season, 12 goals and 11 assists. Um, Eichel said he's obviously a superior goal scorer and somebody who can really shoot the puck. I like to try and consider myself more of a setup guy, so hopefully I can find him and he can use his shot. But that's a lot of really good players in that locker room. I just look forward to being on the ice with all of them. I just think Eichel is excited for the opportunity. I'm excited to watch him play again for the first time in a long time. I don't know if he's a first-line guy right away. I'd like to give him a little more time on the second line, build up his confidence before I put him out there in the first line. Because likely when you're playing first-line minutes, you're matching the other first line. 
And I'm not sure Max Pacioretty, Evgeny Dodonov, good lord, and Jack Eichel are going to match up well with Landeskog, <laughs> McKinnon, and Rantanen. But and then that's neither here nor Cal- there. And then you got Kale McCarr down yeah, on. Yeah, Kale McCarr on the on, back end, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but that's going to be a game I'm very interested to watch. Uh, I encourage all of you listeners to watch that tomorrow night if you're able to. I believe it's on TNT. going to be a really good game between Colorado and Vegas, yeah, the two top teams. Ta- yeah, primetime hockey. Two top it, teams that, in the West. That's appointment hockey. Yeah, so that's going to be an exciting one to watch for sure. Uh, but let's talk about another exciting game to watch, Tim. Um, the NHL Stadium Series headed to Nashville. Preparation for the 2022 Navy Federal Credit Union NHL Stadium Series between Nashville and Tampa Bay. At Nissan Stadium on February 26th is ramping up as the portable 53-foot refrigeration unit trailer arrived at Nissan Stadium yesterday afternoon. Uh, Derek King, the NHL Senior Manager of Facilities Operations and Hockey Operations, said his crew will spend the next four days constructing the rink before starting to work on the sheet of ice, which begins with the ice plant trailer pumping as much as 3,000 gallons of glycol coolant through a series of hoses into custom-made aluminum trays on Nissan Stadium's field. It will indeed be a cool environment with the players playing in front of a 69,000-person football stadium crowd and the ability to incorporate the Smashville jerseys that Nashville wear is a great touch for the city. I what love, are your thoughts? I love it. Love Stadium Series. think it's really cool. Nashville is going to be a party. Yeah. Uh, hockey, hockey, pe- hockey players aren't used to playing in in front of 69,000 fans, that's for sure. And this is nothing against the NHL, but with their 69,000 seats open, they're going to be pretty cheap. Yeah. So if you're in the Music City and you've got nothing to do and you want to watch the reigning Stanley Cup champions play hockey, might as well. You might as well because yeah. it's, it's going to be a fun one. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I like the move. Um, I've said it way too many times, but. Come on, Columbus. I get it. Ohio Stadium is not built for the winter, but come on. Bring in the Jackets. Bring in the, I don't know, Blackhawks, Red Wings, Blues. Like, bring in a team that they've had some I'd love the Blues. battles with for I'd a love while. This. I'd lo- I, I would love to see the I would love the Blues. Like, uh, come on, or, dude. Build something. Yeah, Blues would be awesome. That'd be I, Even Clipper Stadium would be cool. Like, it's right next to Nationwide Arena. Like, hu- sorry, Huntington Park. Uh, I don't want to disgrace the name there, but it's right next to Nationwide Arena. You got the same type of crowd, same type of environment. Just do something cool outside. The NHL does. I mean, the NHL is already thinking about giving one away to Seattle, and they've been yeah. in the league for what two years. Like, give me something. Technically, with they've only. They just, I mean, this is their yeah, inaugural this is the season, year. right? But like, they've been like a an team, actual franchise building their yeah. team for two years. But I don't know. I just want to see the NHL do something. Tim, let's finish this uh, episode up here with one more thing. What is your who is your favorite right now to win the NHL Stanley Cup, and then what okay. is a sleeper team you like to th- think that have a chance? All right, uh, my favorite are the Avs, like just top to bottom roster composition. You don't have there's uh, top to bottom roster composition. There's no one like yeah. the Avs in yeah. terms of just pure talent on that roster. We went through our top ten. We you had two guys, I had three guys. Yeah from the Avs in my top 10 players in the NHL right now. Yeah. My Holy s- talent. Yeah, just w- way too much talent. <laughs> way too much talent. Uh, my sleeper, I mean, I guess not really a sleeper, but I'm going to say more just like my runner-up would be the Minnesota Wild. Boy, oh boy, they can score goals. Yeah. I love the Wild. Great team name. Underrated team name <laughs> in all of sports, I honestly do think that. Uh, 
but I I love the Wild. I think they could definitely make a run. Teams that score goals are just in the playoffs. Teams that win <laughs> are just the team. Yeah, as crazy as it sounds, but it's like teams with just those high powered offenses. I think are have just shown to be the best. Yeah. In playoff hockey recently, and I that's that's why I'm going with those two. That's fair. I'm going to agree with you on the favorite. I believe the Avalanche have to be the favorite right now. I think the Avalanche are the best team in hockey. Um, Absolutely. I agree. I think the I Avalanche agree. are the best team in hockey we've seen in a long time, too. Uh, I can boldly say that. I mean, we've watched, we've watched Tampa Bay Lightning for the last two years really dominate the league, but I don't think anyone's really done what the Avalanche are doing this year on a talent level. Uh, there's no one on the same plane as them. If they figure out a goaltending idea exactly, or a goaltending yeah, thought, maybe. That's the one thing that is holding the abs back. Yeah, if you give me a good goaltender in there, or even like a guy like you, I don't want to say this, but give me a guy like Jonas Corposalo on the avalanche, I think they could really push. I Wes do. and I will bring up every team that does not have a great goalie <laughs> as a trade partner for the Jackets and Corby. Like, why not, though? Like, he's a guy that can make a push, and he can be a guy that if you give him the opportunities, he can get hot at the right time. I think the Avalanche make a move for a goalie by the deadline. And then my wild wild card team that I think maybe pushes, Dark Horse team pushes. It's stupid to say this because they've won the last two, but Tampa Bay, no one's talking about them right now. They really fell out of the picture. They're still a two seed in the Atlantic division. Hello, people. They're still there. They're still great. Um, I know they're not playing like the Hurricanes right now. They're, they're literally playing. a point back from the yeah, Panthers. They're too. not playing like the Panthers have so far this year with the unbelievable goaltending play and the blowout wins. But the Lightning still win games. And when it comes to it, they got the best coach in hockey, in my personal opinion. John Cooper finds a way to win games for that team. The goaltending, they still got the best goalie in the league, Andre Vasilevsky. Yep. And when they get back all their players and they get healthy again with Stamkos and Kucherov and Brayden Point and Victor Hedman mm-hmm. and blah, 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 like the list goes on and on and on. They have talent. They are one of the most talented teams. I'd say they're probably top three in talent. And they've um, done it before, which is huge. They've done it two times in a row, too. Yeah. And they got the the golden piece. They got Pat Maroon, the guy who's won three straight. You know, yeah. He leaves the Blues. He comes to the, the Lightning. They win two straight. He's won three straight as a player. I'm just saying, the chips fall their way. I think the Lightning have a great shot to put it all together. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate our listeners. Uh, as Tim said earlier in the episode, if you're going to order on Neverrest, a nice foam roller to get yourself feeling all good before you work out, after you work out, pre-post, whatever you're going to do, use promo code THEBENCHPRESS for free shipping on all the orders. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you all listening. This has been week nine of Round the Rank. We'll see you next week. Love you guys.